Hello out there in podcast land. Welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Today we're still in the book of Samuel, but we're going to be in the second book of Samuel. And I have a number of verses to read, so I need you to hunker down and bear with me. We're going to start with 2 Samuel, the 13th chapter, verses 20 through 23. And I'll be reading from the New American Standard Bible. Then Absalom, her brother, said to her, Has Haman, your brother, been with you? But now keep silent, my sister. He is your brother. Do not take this matter to heart. So Tamar remained and was isolated in her brother in her brother Absalom's house. Now when King David heard about all these matters, he became very angry. But Absalom did not speak with Amnon, either good or bad. For Absalom hated Amnon because he had violated his sister Tamar. Now it came about after two full years that Absalom had sheep hearers in Belhazar, which was near Ephraim, and Absalom invited the king's son to celebrate. Okay, now we're going to be reading in the same book, 2 Samuel, but this time chapter 18, verses 1 through 5. Then David took a court of the people who were with him and appointed over them commanders of thousands and commanders of commanders of hundreds. And David sent the people out a third under the command of Joab, a third under the command of Absise, the son of Zeruhah, Lord, these names, Joab's brother, and the third under the command of Ittai, the Jetite. And the king said to the people, I myself will certainly go out with you also. But the people said, You should not go out, for it in for if in fact we flee, they will not care about us, and if half of us die, they will not care about us. But you are worth ten thousand of us, so now it is better that you will be ready to help us from the city. Then the king said to them, Whatever seems best to you, I will do. So the king stood beside the gate, and all the people went out by hundreds and thousands. But the king commanded Joab and Abishai and Ittai, saying, Deal gently with the young man Absalom for my sake. And all the people heard when the king commanded all the commanders regarding Absalom. Now, of course, the king is David. Now we're reading same chapter 18, verses 9 through 14. Now Absalom entered the servant, encountered the servants of David. Absalom was riding on his mule, and the mule went under the branches of a massive oak. Then his head caught firmly in the oak, and he was left hanging between the sky and the earth, while the mule that was under him kept going. When a certain man saw him, he informed Joab and said, Behold, I saw Absalom hanging in an oak. And then Joab said to the man who had informed him, So behold, you saw him? Why then did you not strike him there to the ground? And it, and it would have been my duty to give you ten pieces of silver and a belt. But the man said to Joab, Even if I were to receive a thousand pieces of silver in my hand, I would not put out my hand against the king's son, for in our hearing the king commanded you, Absis, Absi and Ittai, saying, Protect the young man Absalom for me. 
Otherwise, if I had dealt treacherously against his life, and there is nothing hidden from the king, then you yourself would have favored, avoided me. Then Joab said, I will not waste time here with you. So he took three spears in his hand and thrust them through the heart of Absalom while he was still alive in the midst of the oak. And ten young men who carried Joab's armor gathered around and struck Absalom and killed him. What a story, right? Amnon was a half-brother of Tamar, and he raped her and then told her to get out of his face, treated her really badly. Now remember, women have no agency there, absolutely none. So her being violated, she was shamed and now considered unmarriable. Absalom understood this, and but I think it's interesting that he, he just kind of consoles her and says, you know, don't bring charge against your brother, just stay here with me. Maybe because he thought he or his father would do something. He didn't, he didn't try to make his brother marry her, which is usually what happens in the Old Testament when a man goes into a woman, you know, um, the, the, the reconciliation piece of the family of the woman who, where this has happened is that man marries her. Crazy, right? The scriptures tell us that David found out and was very angry. And that's all it says. But he did absolutely nothing. He just got angry. And then he let it go. And so her brother Absalom avenges her and kills the brother Amnon, which is, is the beginning of the downfall of David's family. And it could have been his reign. What I want us to look at is how David's lack of leadership um, caused the demise of his family and threatened his kingdom. Absalom looked to his dad for guidance, for direction, for leadership, because David found out. And then as we were reading in verses 9 through 14, when um, Joab asked the one guy, how come you didn't kill him? He was like, uh, David finds out about everything. <laughs> I'm not going to strike against his son. He told you guys not to do that. So David knew that his daughter had been violated by her brother, his son. He knew that but he let it go. And Absalom, looking to his father for direction and leadership, didn't take too kindly to that. You know, as I was reading this, I speculated that perhaps um, the reason David didn't do anything um, for Tamar was because, once again, women really had no agency, and he thought, well, she's already, you know, daughter of me, the king. She can just stay here and live in the confines of my kingdom. She doesn't have to get married. You know, her scandal won't be that bad. And, you know, not confronting his son, men did that type of thing in that period of time all the time. So he just let that go. I actually find it um, shocking that Absalom was so upset about the violation because of the status that women had during that time frame. So for him to be so upset and to see the, the um, injustice, to recognize it, I think that's a big deal. And he wanted his father to do something about it. 
but David didn't. Now, granted, in the scripture, it doesn't say that there was a confrontation between Absalom and David about him not doing anything. But for, for the scripture to say that two years passed, that David found out and got married, and then that two years passed, hmm. All we can gather is that there was a lack of leadership from David, that he let it go. We see inaction, and that inaction continued to infuriate Absalom, and it caused him to really hate his father. So now we, we are seeing the humanity of David, the flawed humanity of David. Humanity is flawed. Bathsheba had already occurred, you know, he had done that. And now we see this. And I don't know, maybe it was because he was getting older, he was just tired, but <laughs> he lacked compassion and leadership where it was needed. And because David took no action, not only did Absalom take matters into his own hands, he resented, and as I stated, he hated his dad. And so he split the kingdom. He had people siding with him. He talked bad about his dad. And you can read that between chapters 13 through 18, where you see the division that Absalom kept occurring because now he wants to get rid of his father. And not just for his father to step down. He wanted to kill him. And that's where we are in chapter 18. That David understands that there will have to be a battle to be fought and so he divides his kingdom you know the separate the men to go out and fight to defend his own reign against his son now I don't recall any other Israel king having to defend his reign from his own son I could be mistaken but one doesn't immediately jump into mind but that's what David was doing and his instructions was to spare his son. And we can appreciate that, you parents out there. Even though Absalom had torn the kingdom apart and David knew that he hated him, David still considered him his son and perhaps hoped for a better outcome. However, we see in verses 9 through 14 how the troops really viewed Absalom. They saw him as a threat, as being disloyal, as being wild. And so they disobeyed their king, which is a big deal, which I would have thought maybe David would have taken revenge once he found out that his son was dead, but he didn't. And I think it's because the killing had to have stopped. But once Absalom was out of the picture, David's nation was restored back to him. But David's lack of action caused strife in his family which then bled over into his work and that of being king so what does this say to us for me one it says leaving things unsettled isn't good confrontation is not a bad word <laughs> to confront something means to bring it to the surface to put things out on the table to clear the air so to speak and we learned because we are people who walk in the fruit of the spirit we are to do everything in love and so having secrets you know in families and harboring resentment that is just not good for families or in the workplace to be honest with you 
when there is conflict, things need to be brought to the forefront to be handled. Second, personal life always bleeds into professional life. (laughs) Being in the military, I remember um, sitting through briefings and trainings, and they were like, you know, don't bring your personal stuff here at the workplace. And I'd always raise raise my hand as if, and say, are you kidding me? Being a leader is to be able to recognize when your people aren't doing well. Family life will bleed into the workplace. It's just who we are. We haven't gotten really good at compartmentalizing things where it's like, okay, I put this here in this box and I can think of something else. Everything kind of bleeds together. Now, I know scientifically they say men are better, better at compartmentalizing than women, but still, things bleed over. It takes a really big person not to have the craziness of work bleed over at home. And that that bleeding over looks like yelling at the kids, yelling at your spouse, you know, kicking the dog. That's when you're allowing work to bleed over into family life. And then when family life bleeds over into work is when you're not concentrated, you're not at your best, you're not putting forth your best effort. And so going back to number one, bringing things out in the surface, and and confronting them and dealing with them as adults, as Christian adults, will help you maintain an equilibrium in your home and in your work environment. And the third lesson for me is, when in a leadership role, showing favoritism to your family isn't a good thing. It can ruin how people see you. As caregivers, I know you're asking, how does this apply? And I think it's simple. It's don't brush stuff under the rug if it has the potential to rise up and bite you in the hiney. (laughs) Bring things to light in love to help you and others move forward. You may feel as a caregiver, you should stifle um, the emotions that you are feeling as you care give especially you know if you have siblings who are not you know doing their fair share so after in a loving environment if you can you know pray for it first you're speaking to your brother or sister confronting them but in love and let's say they still just go off whatever then you have to go ahead and Give that to God, so to speak. Not that you haven't done it before, but you've you've voiced things. You've put things on the table. There is nothing that is unknown now. And they chose to ignore you. Well, you've gotten that off your chest, and now you trust in God, but you still may have some resentment. You can't do that. But you need to have someone that you can go to where you can release that. You need to do that to get stuff off your chest, to get the emotions of sadness, to get the emotion of resentment, of anger, even if it's to the Lord. You see, me being an only child, I didn't have siblings. And there are a couple of cousins that I confide in, my cousin Jay and then my cousin Tori. But other than that, and I don't always share everything with them, just like I know they don't always share everything with me, I go to the Lord. Even when I would be angry with him going, I don't understand why this is, you you have to get it off your chest. So if you don't learn anything from this horrific narrative, 
It's do not brush things under the rug. You've got to deal with conflict, and we've got to learn how to deal with conflict in love. Let's pray. God, we thank you for giving us all of this wonderful lesson in the scriptures that we read today. It was a hard scripture to read based on what was the catalyst for the division and the divide. But we thank you for putting it in here, for allowing us to see that as leaders, as caregivers, as lay ministers, whatever the role or title we'd like to call it, we have a responsibility not to let things fester, not to let um, injustice prevail. And so I ask that you help each and every one of us with conflict management. Help us to walk in the fruit of the spirit of love and kindness and humility and self-control, all of those aspects of the fruit of the spirit as we confront loved ones of issues that are going on. Help us not to have secrets, Lord, but help us to get things out in the open and, and so that we can move forward in you for those caregivers who are carrying all sorts of weighted emotions. Give them a person that they can just talk to with no judgment to just get everything that is welled up in their hearts outside. I pray, Father, that they learn that they can trust you as I have learned to, that they can come to you with anything. In addition, though, if they need a good girlfriend or a good guy friend, buddy, someone who will speak to them in love and in your truth, bring them alongside them. Help us to be men and women of integrity and people who understand that we aren't perfect here. You didn't create us perfect, but your word will help us to be better at walking in your word. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. A hard, a hard chapter, right? But let's get better at conflict management. Now go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.